This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to the Jewish Board Talk. My name is Robin Smukler, and I'm standing in for Sharice Zephard, who is away at the moment. And um, it's exciting to be on the show. We've got three wonderful guests coming up, and I'll introduce us to our first guest, who is Glenn Wallman. Um, Glenn is just a personal role model, I think, to everyone, um, and just an inspiration. When I, whenever I think, you know, like, what can we do in the world? You look at what one person, like Glenn, has achieved, and I, and I feel like it can inspire us all to just do that one more thing, do that one extra thing, and um, hopefully make the world a better place. So welcome, Glenn. Thank you, Rob. I think you could be describing yourself, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Mutual fans. So I think most people probably have heard, definitely have heard of the Angel Network, but it's always good to start at the beginning, and maybe you can just um, explain to us briefly, how did the Angel Network begin? It began, we're almost seven years old. In fact, on the 12th of this month, we'll be seven years old. And it started because of the need by so many who had so little. And an awareness that I had run a branch of the Jewish Women's Benevolent with Lee Browse for 14 years, which does the most amazing work. But we only took care of Jewish people in Johannesburg. And I think because I became aware of how many incredible organizations there were in South Africa, looking after our own. I knew that it would be okay to start looking after the broader community who certainly didn't have the ability to reach out and and get help like our community does. And so we started with the idea that we would like to give people a hand up as opposed to a handout because we didn't want people to continue relying on us and maintain a bigger mentality. And it was all about sustainability. And then, of course, COVID changed all that and it became all about handouts to prevent millions from dying of starvation. So I think you said so many important things there. Um, definitely as Jews, we've got to take care of our own and our community. But I think we mandated with being a light unto the world. And what a beautiful thing that you were able to balance that and, and, and expand to do that. Um, and you also mean, you mentioned COVID. It must have completely transformed your organization. And as you say, you handed out food parcels. How are you prepared? Like, how did you, with your infrastructure that had been running on a much smaller scale, um, deal with this COVID that, that just got thrust upon you? Yeah, it, it was completely chaotic and crazy. And, and I thank Hashem every day that we had had four years to prepare ourselves, basically. We'd had four years to get the Angel Network up and running, to get our name out there so that people knew us, trusted us, relied on us, counted on us. They knew that wherever they put their money, it would go exactly to where it was supposed to go. At that stage, we had no running costs whatsoever. They had come to expect from us that whatever we said we were going to do, we would do. We would always feed back. And so I'm so grateful that we'd had the time to build up something so that we could hit the ground running because, boy, did we hit the ground running. We were working 16 to 18 hour days. We suddenly went from an organization that received maybe a million rand over a year to receiving well over a million rand a month. The responsibility thrust on us was overwhelming, but thank God we could manage it. And then we, we became involved with the Jewish board, which made a massive difference because it was, it was thanks to the board that we received this incredible, incredible funding and it changed everything. That is amazing. And um, how did you and the board, how did you connect? And um, what's your connection now? Do you still have that partnership? Oh, absolutely. So Wendy Khan contacted me, I think it was about April 2020. 
we had worked together prior to that. Um, she was instrumental in helping us set up a number of community action um, networks, the CANs, uh, when we started that, when we brought that to Gauteng. And so Wendy contacted me to say that there'd been an incredible donor who wanted to make a substantial donation. That's it was seven and a half million rand over a five-month period with three stipulations. One, that the money was only used towards food. Two, that the money only went to the broader community. And three, that the donor remained anonymous. And Wendy, because she worked with us, she knew us, she trusted us. She felt that the Angel Network would be a fantastic custodian of this money because we did have a huge reach. We were at that stage probably assisting 50 non-profit organizations. Today, it's, it's closer to 150. And, and as I said earlier, we were receiving, I would say, probably over a year's period, a million rand. And suddenly, we were getting more than a million rand a month. And it was... It was just, yeah, it was a game changer. It was unbelievable. And so we used to meet on a daily basis, all online because it was COVID at that stage. And myself and Haley Glasser would meet with Wendy, Roseanne, and Sharice almost daily until we got used to doing what we were doing in terms of allocating the funds to the broader community. And we've got to this day, in fact... The funds were supposed to last for five months. We were given them monthly for five months and told that it would end at the end of September 2020. The funds have continued to be donated and they are only coming to an end, the whole COVID relief fund from the donor at the end of December this year. So we have received close to 35 million rands towards food, which has enabled us to donate more than 15 million meals around the country all nine provinces. We've been able to set up soup kitchens. We've we've been able able to change the narrative for so many people through food parcels, food vouchers, soup kitchens, just making sure that everybody is fed. And and our relationship with the board has grown to such an extent we now initially it was all online and it was as I say almost daily. Now we meet once a month. We call ourselves the vetting committee because we receive numerous appeals monthly as you can imagine from all over everywhere. We've got our regular organizations that get helped on a monthly basis, and we've always made it quite clear that one day the money is going to come to an end, but they, they do rely on this money for food. And then every month we meet at the board's offices to go through all the appeals for the month and decide who we can assist and who we can't. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. Um, how, do, how do you find the partners? Like, how do you find where the needs are, who the recipients are? How do you assess, you know, that they're genuine, that um, your partners are legitimate? How do you do that process? Okay, so we, we don't find them. They find us. They come to us, word of mouth. A lot of people come to us if they can open soup kitchens because they've been helped by a soup kitchen. We have got a very stringent betting policy. The very first thing we do is we send out a form. And um, people have to fill out if they we only help registered non-profits. We have to get the NPO certificate and letter from their bank and their IDs. And it's a very strict, we, we can't just help anybody without any um, information on them. So it's, it's a very strict vetting policy. And we've built up the most incredible relationships together with the board, with the community leaders. For example, people like Clive Mashishi, Jean Boisseau, Linda Mabata. We've worked so closely with them for so many years, and they've become well-known to the board, too. In fact, the board has given them um, certificates of appreciation, gratitude for the work they've done. Because, you know, Rob, at the end of the day, 
giving the money is the easier part. Mm. It's being on the ground. It's making sure that the soup kitchens are run adequately. It's setting them up. It's ensuring that nobody goes to bed hungry. These are the, the people who are doing the hard work on the ground, handing out the food parcels, sitting with people whose lives are in tatters when their shacks burn down, etc. And And we are just there to make it easier. And of course, the donor makes our life that much easier because we don't have to run around trying to get funding. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you mentioned at the beginning that um, you wanted to give a hand up instead of a handout. And then obviously COVID came and you had to just get involved in the basic needs and the, the immediate needs. Have you yes. gone back or are you trying to move back into the model of more sustainable projects or empowerment? Um, where, to, where to from here post-COVID? We are absolutely trying to move back into giving a hand up. And in fact, now that the funding is going to end at the end of December, the donor is not just abandoning us. They have said quite categorically that they would love to work with us going forward, but on sustainable projects. And so they would like us to give proposals, which Wendy and the board want to be involved with. We're going to continue our partnership because we've worked unbelievably well together and had such a reach between the two of us, between the Angel Network and the board. And, and so we're going to put in proposals because our our biggest things that we're working on right now are developing vegetable gardens, soup kitchens. We've built a bakery, and wow. that's going to employ 10 women. It's going to give 10 women and their families a livelihood. Mm-hmm. And and that was with the help of, of funding from, from the um, donor. We are – vegetable gardens, soup kitchens are our main focus. In fact, we've been able to assist, continue assisting 60 kitchens – and set up another 40 soup kitchens at just one rand 73 a meal, but we are able to feed 300,000 people every single month from the soup kitchen countrywide. She was. That, that is remarkable. Wow. Thank you. Um, just yeah. while we've got hopefully people's ears and we, we have, we have the show, um, are you looking for, for other projects? Like if somebody happens to be listening to the show now and they have a way of, um, empowering people or they have an idea of, you know, something that is sustainable, can they reach out to you? Absolutely. Always. In any way. And how, how can they contact you? So they can go on to my, my, email, uh, my email address, Glyn, G-L-Y, double N-E at theangelnetwork.co.za or they can call me on 083-777-1621. Amazing. And also, do you, do you look for volunteers? Is there, is there scope for people to get involved in the organization? There definitely is. We run a soup kitchen weekly at Glen Hazel in Glen Hazel Park and we are always looking for people to assist with that. We do give the funding for the food and we look for people to cook the food at home and to serve it to um, there's about 25 or 30 park dwellers there and then there are also park dwellers in Chilvendale. We don't get involved there because it became quite political but we have somebody who will take the food from us and serve it there. We are going to be packing about 1,200 Christmas backpacks between the 16th and 18th of November and we'd love volunteers for that so anybody who'd like to get involved can give me a call. We don't have continual volunteering opportunities but we've got a very big WhatsApp group of volunteers. If anyone would like to add their names for the, for the times when we do need, I'd love that. Amazing, amazing. And then you spoke about this big donor. Um, mm. how, how does the rest of your funding work? Do you have small donors? Do you have international funding? Where does the rest of your funding come from? So we have funding both local and international. We've got branches in Australia and America that are just funding arms. They do fundraising for ourselves. 
and of course the foreign currency goes a lot further. We've got a branch in our branch in Australia has helped to sustain our Sammy soup kitchen, as well as a salt river um, school in Cape Town, and they've just got involved in another soup kitchen. They've helped to donate enough money for a container to run a soup kitchen. And locally, people have been unbelievable. I can say that our community has been just a shining light for us. If it weren't for our Jewish community, I shudder to think where we'd be. I would say probably 95% of our donations locally come from our community. That is impressive. And just thank you again to you. Thank you for coming on the show. And thank you for waking up every single morning and just making a massive difference in the world. We we see you. We appreciate you. And hopefully more people can get involved and we can have more impact together. So just thank you so Amen. much. Thank you so much. Thank and be well. God bless. You thank too. You. Bye-bye.